What's going on, everybody? Welcome back and welcome in. This is your pro football pod. You're, you're chilling with the boys. You got Austin, Coach, and Justin. This is episode 15, week 11 recap. We're going over the news, going over the top six teams, Angels in the end zone, our PFP picks of the week, the injuries, and Thursday night football. Gobble, gobble, baby. Let's get into some news, boys. What y'all, what y'all been up to? I think this is my favorite week of football every season because of Thanksgiving. Three games while I'm just so stuffed with all the delicious, amazing things that my family's been making all day long. I think that it's absolutely the best week in football. Maybe, dare I say, the best week in sports. I do love it, and I love you know well now we get three games instead of two but also i'm not fan of the matchups that we always get like don't get me wrong i'm all about tradition and having you know to watch the cowboys and the lions every year okay but we got to mix it up that's why they added the third game because you know when you're getting two games, most of the games weren't that exciting. And when you're having and well, half of the games were watch Detroit. the Lions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Half the time well, it was versus hey, Detroit. So. A lot of those years, the Cowboys weren't very good either. So, well, I mean, and a lot of those years, Stafford would make it a game on Thanksgiving with Megatron or whatever. Like there were definitely games that were great. I think that this year's Buffalo versus Detroit could be a bit interesting at Detroit. Uh, Buffalo was just there last week, so I guess they'll already know what the field feels like. And then uh, Giants playing in Dallas. I mean, they already lost uh, to the Giants once this year in New York. So, I mean, I think that we got some interesting games for sure. I'm excited. Cowboys play I'm ready year. for it. What you think about uh, Najee Harris and the Steelers? Look like they're back or what? I don't know if Najee is necessarily back. Like, I'm all about give me more of just a one game and, oh, they're back. You're going to see a lot of people dive in on his props and stuff again next week and see a lot of people instantly throw him back into the starting lineup and stuff. And for me, I, it's still a wait and see just because, number one, I don't know how much I trust that offense. It's a lot depending on the matchups. And number two, Jalen Warren starting to really cut into Najee's workload. Which Najee came out and said he doesn't care. They've had the discussion, and it, they've said it will help you extend your career and give you longevity because you're not carrying the ball 30 times a game. It's which a good makes thing sense. for him. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that Jalen Warren's now pulling up with a hamstring injury because he was one of the guys I was looking at for. Najee's been hurt since week one. He could absolutely have gone out for the season at any point, and this guy's look good in reserve behind him. So I think that the Steelers aren't going to go 500, man. I am i don't know if it's going to happen. Like, they definitely have the opportunity to still do it. Tomlin has never been under 500 as a head coach. So I, I think that this might be the year, though. Uh, I think that them getting Watt back is huge, just in, like, huge... I mean, seven sacks with him, eight sacks without him, and he only had him for two games. So, I mean, that's that says it all. Did you see that little pick he had as he oh. was, like, falling down to the ground? Oh. beautiful. Dude, him, Aiden, man, the white boys just fucking doing it from the defensive line, oh, yeah. getting picks. I love it. Love seeing it. 
you know what what else we love to see is a third the third wide receiver on a team really shining whenever his number one and two receivers on the team are broken and that's joshua palmer man if only somebody had said something about this like in the preseason you know about how good joshua palmer was and how he was going to be really i wish i would have known that guy you know you preaching Uh, the choir over here. i had him on my team at one point and dropped him same (laughs) then fucking austin took him because austin knew the whole time what he was going to be he already saw this shit. Oh, he was man. pissed when I picked him. Whenever I drafted him, like it with the last pick, and I was just like, I mean, it was the last. It wasn't pick. the last pick. It was really late, though. Really late. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, it was. So, it was hey, my little sleeper. Like again, one game breakout. Like, nah, I don't. It hasn't been a I one think game breakout. Though. I wouldn't he's, be. Shocked he's had a couple see, games. I wouldn't be shocked to see Mike Williams be out another game. Which again, you know, give he's him gonna be starting out this reps. One, I think. He'll be out uh, a few. Yeah, this I think is another he, injury he based on after what he did. It. it it was a reaggravation or was it a new injury? Okay, I still think he'll be out a couple. Like he's yeah. just not looking good. And the, they've been really, really cautious with Brandon Keenan at back. I think that they're probably doing the same with Mike at this point, uh, especially with Josh playing the way that he has. Austin Eckler still getting in there. They've got Carter. Like they've DeAndre got pieces. Carter, yep. DeAndre Carter's crushing it as well. But obviously Palmer. He had two really big plays that kind of made his night. Um, other than that, like he still looked good, but he's not Keenan Allen. He's not making that third and eighteen catch like Keenan did to keep them in the game because that's a, a play only Keenan can do. He's in a high powered passing offense though. And so I mean he saw ten targets, eight receptions. So if he targets can keep that kind of volume at. up, then yeah. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Especially, uh, you were saying earlier, Flex was kind of where he was before Mike Williams went down. With Mike Williams going down, I mean, this guy's a du- wide receiver too. Like, I'm putting him up to, above my Flex at this point, unless, like, I have players like Amon Ra, who's a wide receiver one, basically, that's, like, right there at that border. Those are the only types of players I'm putting over Josh Palmer. You know whose value is raising right now and just waiting for a breakout is Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. He's I think been, he's gonna get it. He's been grinding. Yeah, he just hasn't gotten the tut the tutties, you know. Yeah, but he's clearly taken over that workhorse role of the number one back there, and uh, with Clyde Edwards Hilaire battling his injuries and stuff throughout the season. I mean, he's just been the more consistent back. Now, while he is balling, I don't want to bury this because I don't see this in the rundown, but I want to talk about that Justin Herbert interception being thrown I in the last two minutes. Of it. Come up, I knew bro. you were burying it. I knew you did. <laughs> bro, when he th- bro, it was a tip, but like I get like that wasn't even gonna be a catchable ball. Like it wasn't. There were three fucking guys. But he there. had to throw something. Like it was, you no. gotta do but something. But that's bro. that's his issue, right? Is that he's so bro, good at throwing throw that deep it. ball. But you like, know, whenever bro, he... I'd rather see that than the fucking quarterbacks right, who take right, that look, sack. Look. I don't True. have the typical. Very how have, annoying is I that? I don't have shit. the typical dolphin fan blinders on of like Tua versus oh, Herbert. Like, I just look at Herbert for Herbert. First two years, loved him, and his big plays and. You know, his highlights and everything, absolutely, it's just what you want to see. But when you really look down and break it down, his decision-making is Favre-esque. I loved Favre. Was my favorite quarterback growing up. Loved the way he played. Loved the way he just 
He's the gunslinger, the ultimate gunslinger. And Herbert's got that in his game, but it will get you in trouble. And you find that you see that in these crunch time moments when he feels like he's forced to make a play and it's either an off target throw or it's inter an interception in a critical moment. And he's still young. He'll get over that. He'll figure it out. He'll calm down. The game will still start to slow down for him more. But I mean, it's just one of those things when he threw it, I honestly was just like, Oh man, another INT. Like it would have just been better just to lose the game on downs, like just lose it outright. But to lose it with another interception, like, I was just like, man, figure it out, bro. Like, come on. It'd be real nice if his defense could just help him out just once in a while and just hold the other team. So, Because when he gets these leads, and, you know. They paid a lot of money for that defense. You and it can't is not say helping them. just hold the other team whenever it's Patrick hold Mahomes and Travis get, Kelsey, yeah. bro. They've got Derwin James literally, in, in most people's opinion, before that game started, probably the best safety in the league. The one that they he would want on their team the most. But after what he Top just... Three for sure. I mean, but did he kind of get exposed? Or are we just saying that Travis Kelsey... Are we I mean, forgetting? No, did they Travis still Kelsey's won? Travis, Travis Kelsey got kind of shut down. Them? Yeah, but Travis, I mean, that's... I'd Kelsey's rather, one of the best receiving tight ends in history. And I mean, Derwin you can't always say gives him one of the best. He's the best. At this point, he's got more 100-yard games yeah, than, than Gronk best. at this point. He's got 11 fucking touchdowns, he's and goated. we're only in week 11. <laughs> this man's he's averaging goated. a touchdown a game. Golden I think Jones. when I it's him. all said and done, he will absolutely like be the best because I think he's got a couple more seasons in him. I think he's oh, yeah. got three, four, he five. Said he feels I mean, like he's twenty-five. He looks like it, dude. Look at the way he's yeah, running his real. routes and just like he's so athletic, so just smooth. Especially if they can get a real number one receiver over there taking away coverage instead of what they have, because he's the number one bringing all the coverage. So like that's why other people are getting open. And then he really helps out the whole team, just him being out on the field, even if he doesn't touch the ball. So Colby. How do you feel about this man Saturday taking over the Colts? You think this team's legit? I think whenever you have a Hall of Fame, you know, all pro lineman take over a team that's all about running the football. I mean, it, I don't know if you guys ever watched this man on ESPN, but basically every word out of his mouth was, well, they should have just ran the ball. Well, they should have ran the ball. Well, if they would have ran the ball. So, I mean... I think that it's great for the Colts, for Colts Nation. Anybody that's got any any type of stock in Michael Pittman or Paris Campbell or anybody that's not Jonathan Taylor at this point is fucked. But I think that they're going to be scrappy and they're going to win games. I don't know how much influence he's going to have on the defense, and that's kind of what scares me is, like, the Colts haven't just been bad on offense. They've kind of been bad everywhere, and that's not what you expected with Darius Leonard and, I'm sorry, Shaq Leonard. Yeah, Shaq Leonard now. Hey, he should have fucking maybe his rookie year, he could have corrected everyone so we didn't all learn a fake name. So, true. Justin, you watched that game with the Colts and the Eagles. You you think they're, they're, uh, they're frauds or do they, do they show some adversity getting through that game, the Eagles then? I think over the last two games, the Eagles are starting to expose themselves a little bit. And where Jalen Hurts did make some plays in the game and obviously ran in the game-winning touchdown, I I don't know, man. I think that it's going to – if the game comes down to Hurts and his arm, I don't 
think I'm, I wouldn't be as confident in him as I would be somebody else. Uh, Isn't that you know. the problem with every running quarterback except for Deshaun Watson? No, it's not even the they, running. They, they're not real thing. gunslingers. Like that, in reality, they can they can lead a game. They can win from ahead. But like whenever they have to do it, they have to throw seventy five yards in three plays. Can they? Like Cam Newton had the same problem that whole year that they won MVP. Were they behind like in any game? Weren't they just demolishing everybody? Well, and I mean, you're seeing it with like Justin Fields, who we talked about it last week, and he's been the fantasy darling. But he, the last two minutes of these last few games, he's had the opportunity to go down and win that game for him. And he's not getting it done because when it comes down to being able to stand in the pocket and make the throws, like I said, you know, Devontae Smith's having a solid season. Go Goddard going down and being on IR right now is hurting them a lot because he was it it was a huge because he's such a favorite target of his. AJ Brown is getting to the point now to where he's being doubled every time. So you're looking at Devontae Smith one on one and Quez Watkins. Yes, sir. So I mean that's where I've I think if you pay attention the next few weeks, you'll see Hurts his uh, rushing attempts start to creep back more into the 10 to 12 rushes a game range just because it's going to come down to these winter months, these cold games, these bad weather games. Don't trust it in the air as much. And that's where I think, you know, like I said, I don't think they're necessarily frauds at this point because they have a great team and that defensive front is absolutely insane at this point. But has it like been I who said, they played? It, it looks like it's that they their competition level's been so they low. That's the why they look so the good. Easiest strength of schedule came and we into knew that. the season. With we that. knew that. Yeah, and we knew we knew they had the easiest path to the playoffs. And so for me, though, you need these games for a team like that to where okay, you lose to Washington, get it back together, grind out a win on the road and get back to work the next week and get your season back on the right track because you don't want to get to using that easy schedule and get to the playoffs. And by the time you get there, you get smacked in the mouth because you haven't actually had that adversity or that opponent or anything that's a type of roadblock that you need to maneuver around as a team. So for me, I don't think, you know, it's bail on ship and bail on, you know, all season projections for them at this point. But like I said, I do think certain things about their game are being exposed. Like next matchup that's tough for them, I know, is the Cowboys. But like I don't see them losing many games, obviously. So like they're gonna have a home seat advantage going into that with a buy. Like, so likely. that's yeah, with a buy. So that's all gonna help them. I mean, it should. But like you're saying about the adversity, like they're not being battle tested. You know who is being battle tested though. Somebody who's not going to be seeing the playoffs. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brisket. <laughs> that man is was on fire last weekend. And I thought he was, I thought I thought he was gonna secure secure that dub. It was a good way, I think, for him to go out, you know. And then you got the hey, he's got one Nick more game. In. He's got, he's one, got more. one more game. He's got one more. He plays Tampa. Yeah, this I didn't week. think he did. I swear it was eleven games. I, I, know, see, I thought I, the same thing. Yeah, okay. Well, no, that makes I sense. I know then. Deshaun's first game well, no. is Houston. So, yeah, this is their 11th yeah, game. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. He plays the first okay. game there. All right. So, yeah, yeah Jacoby's got too. one more game. Let's go, Jacoby. 
Hey, well, yeah. everyone knows I mean, what Jacoby Brissett is. He, we've known what he's been for the last three years. I mean, he was a starter with the Colts uh, after Andrew Luck left, and we got to see exactly what he is, and he's been a great backup. He's a game manager. I mean, it's not his fault that the Browns are shit. The Browns are shit because their team is shit. They're getting rid of players that are good and, like, not keeping, you know, uh, I don't I don't, I don't think, think that paying all that money to Deshaun and him coming in is going to look any fucking different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Deshaun is that guy and he can make those crazy throws before his knee touches the ground as he's getting tackled and it becomes a touchdown, but he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. He's got Amari Cooper. I think Jacoby knows his role, though. Like, he understands that he'll be a backup and anywhere he goes, he'll be a backup. Like, he's not starting for a starting role. But you know I think who he's okay be. with that. The straight Alex you know Moran. Who, he's a bridge yeah. quarterback at this point. But like I said, like we talked about pre-show, th- this season, for me, it's about just it's about Deshaun knocking the rust off. They're not set for the playoffs. Like I said, if they lose one or two games, they're out. There's no way they're going to end up I mean, making they're three it in and the seven. AFC. They're out, dude. You're, you're exactly. done. Exactly. Deshaun, they they have to win seven straight games in order for them to have a chance at the playoffs. Just a chance. And I don't see that happening. So for me, like I said, as the Browns or organization, it's about knocking the rust off with Deshaun, figuring out what that offense looks like with him, and moving forward into next year. Maybe seeing what he looks like so you can find a coordinator that'll be able to make his talents worth it. Like find some Shanahan person that's, you know working somewhere else right now and get him to come to you get the fucking rams offensive coordinator next year well you know who should be a backup nowadays you want to take a shot you want to take a, a guess a gander at it uh should be a backup quarterback yeah. mac jones goddamn right he should be but another person will be less ride mr russell wilson backing up who'd be back who'd he be backing up Freaking Drew Locke at this point, bro. <laughs> well, I think he's playing for the Seahawks. <laughs> he doesn't even play. Isn't that nuts but, that they traded for him and then Gino ended up being this fucking good? And Drew Locke is just still sitting on their bench. Like, literally. He's, just, he's loving it, though. Hell yeah. He's on the winning team. Exactly. But yeah, like we were saying, Russ is, Russ is going down in the shitter. Uh, for the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame shitter, I think. Before this season started, I would have said that he was on the path. He won a Super Bowl when he was very young. Then he had all of these moments in games. Russ was the guy that against the C, uh, against Green Bay threw that touchdown that shouldn't have been a touchdown whenever we had the, uh, the fake refs, um, the interim refs or whatever it was. You remember that year, Justin? Whenever we had the uh, the, oh, the, the f- fake refs, and are you talking Russ about the fail Mary? The fail Mary, yes, sir. Yeah. So I mean, we've had all these moments in Russ's career that has made him look like, oh my god, and he's done that so many times where he just throws this super long pass to nobody, and they catch the ball, and he wins the game. And I think because of that, we always said he should have been a fucking Hall of Fame. I- I will say the way the Hall of Fame is getting, and I forget which Hall of Famer brought this up. I want to say maybe it was Ed Reed or 
somebody along those lines. Deion Sanders. I think Deion Sanders. I'm I, I, 99% sure on that. The Hall of Fame starting to get watered down because it's becoming more of a popularity contest. Who do you remember the most? Who was in the news the most? Who was always regarded as a great guy? Who was an all pro, a pro bowler? Like Brian you're looking at those. Whereas his Deion Sanders uh, definition of the Hall of Fame is you transcended the game. The game changed because of you. The game was better because of you, because you played you were the, the game. best at the game. You exactly. were. And like, that's where Barry the, these Sanders. guys. Boom. The people that are just like athletic. Eli Manning. I don't think Eli Manning is Hall of Fame worthy just because oh, he has two no. Super well, Bowls. Right. No, 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 no. He has he two never Super led, Bowls. He never led the, the league goat, in passing. And he, he never him. led the league in any any major passing category. Never, had never an MVP. led the league in it. Never had an MVP. He won the Super Bowls. Yes, he got the Super Bowls. He is legendary. One of them in as a six seed. He was a six seed whenever he won uh, the first one in 2008. He was a wild card both years he won it. And yeah. like, so yeah, legendary stuff, but not Hall of Fame worthy catch? to me. The gumball uh, on the helmet catch. The helmet catch, yes, sir. That was the first one or the second? That, that was, was the, the first, first one, one whenever he made my day. I don't give a fuck about either of them. Let's move on. Hey. Fuck the Giants. I'm just playing. But you know who's dead? Is Damian Pierce. That boy got dropped on his head. Did y'all see that shit? Freaking just suplexed Suplex. right in the middle of the field. Yeah, I think they took him out and just put him in the locker room for the rest of the game after that. No, he came he back in. Him. No, he had carries, no. dude. Yeah, no, they, he literally had like out, six but yards. He came back in. No, no, no. He had carries. He had no yards. We agree there. Uh, but that man had like 15 carries. Like he played the whole game. That turned into that, Casper. I think that that might be the game that shows us that Damian Pierce isn't matchup proof. That uh, there are going to be good defenses that he plays, and that there are going to be times Whoa. that he's not relevant fantasy wise. If you look at this man's season, that, he's been like, pretty consistent. Think about the offense. The think commanders, the, offense the commanders with. have a solid front seven, and they have a yeah, really no, I respect good that. Hundred so percent respect that. It, it they've been, been shutting down running games all year. It hasn't been that they Damian have. Pierce has been up. And then they've been able to just run and run and run. He gets 35 carries, and that's how he's fantasy relevant. He pops one it. every game since the fucking first week. He, he's yeah. been popping one. So that's – he didn't last week. And the commanders, like Justin is saying, bro, they're legit defense. Honestly, it's We're so just... scary that all four teams in the AFC and NFC East look like they could go to the playoffs. It looks like it could happen where the Commanders and the Patriots are the bottom seeds of the fucking um, the wild cards, and that all three are taken up by NFC and AFC East teams at this point. You know what? A lot of what we've just talked about is a run game, and that's what's taken over the back half of this season. It's showing if you can set that precedent with the run game in the beginning of the game. You control the rest of the game. They did a segment or something on uh, NFL Live about how the running game is the most efficient it's ever been. As far as like yards per carry, like you don't run as often, but when we do run, we're getting fucking somewhere. Right now, the NFL as an average is averaging 4.5 yards a carry per, uh, you know, throughout the whole NFL. And that's the highest in NFL history. Hey. Thanks, Chase Edmonds. 
could have been five yards of carry. Just saying. <laughs> hey, he, that man's got three point two yards he, of carry. He got on the hurt. fucking season. He got hurt. Let's not dance uh-huh. on his grave yeah, yeah, just yeah. yet. Yeah, Let's yeah. not dance on fucking one hundred and twenty nine yards on his second game in on the same offense, backing up the same running back. Yeah, that's Jeff Wilson for all those people not paying attention. I'm just so glad we didn't pay him any money and then just Speaking traded of, him right away. We don't have it up on the screen right now or anything like that, but if you have Jeff Wilson and or Raheem Moster on your teams, start each of them, start both of them. Both of them. Go all I'm in. I'm starting both. You're giving Mike McDaniel a full extra week to prepare for the Houston Worst Texans. running who, defense. Worst run defense in the entire league, bro. It's about to go down. Like there, I Tua might throw the ball fourteen times. It's going to be for four hundred yards over, and five over touchdowns. Under on ten. But seriously, <laughs> seriously, like I'm seriously. not betting anything else on that game other than Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Moster over rushing props. All of them carries yards, yards plus receiving, all of it. Now, do you think they're going to play Pierce like they're going to hammer the the rock with him? Or do you think they pull him back a little bit because it's, we're getting near the end of the season? Like, they're obviously not making playoffs. Like, That's a really good call, man, because they're like, he's such a good young player. Why give him 350 carries when you're not going to fucking do anything with it? You know what he, you got. You've, you've seen what you've got. And you've got Eno Benjamin backing him up now, so you can get a little bit more time with Eno, just kind of get him worked into your system more. That's a really good call, dude. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't think, you know, he gets benched or they rest him or anything like that. But I do think Eno comes in and helps with that offset that workload and becomes more of their third down back because... Rex Burkhead's just not doing anything for them this season. He's done. He's, he's a solid pass blocking running back. So, I mean, I, I get why he gets yeah, the third down Sony calls, Michelle. but you've got to have somebody that can make the plays for you there. And he, Rex Burkhead is Sony Michelle. Dude, Sony Michelle is so much younger. <laughs> like at least he's, I know, like, but like they're playing this, they're playing the exact same. Burkhead's got to be like 30, 30, just in there to pass now. block. You know who else is going to be in there just to pass block soon? Ezekiel Elliott from my boy Tony Pollard because that boy's taking that rock to the city. I can't believe you just said that about your favorite nah, player. For everyone nah, out there but in the We universe, all know his time is coming. That is his, see, his favorite. His I've time been trying is to coming. Get, I've been trying to get this man to trade Ezekiel Elliott for two seasons now. Ain't gonna because do it. he has He's a Tony Pollard. Man on my roster. He has him. Like he has he the, the, the future. Look hard, you know? <laughs> I guess. You got you gotta feed, feed Zeke on there? <laughs> Come on now. That boy hungry. He still gets in the end zone and is gonna put up fifteen yeah, points a game. The only like, reason Zeke is getting He's Jamal his Williams is because yeah, of the facts. amount of money that he is making right now. But Seriously, Tony really Pollard about it, is by that's a and far the more efficient and more I athletic think this is the last year of back. Zeke. I mean, it kind of has Pollard's to be. Tony Pollard's a free, no, Either Pollard's that or a free takes agent. A... They're not paying two running backs. Tony Pollard's a free agent. Yeah, but agent. why would He's you not keep Tony Pollard? No, why would I could you not see keep them Tony keeping Pollard. Pollard. You're not going to pay two running backs, and Tony Pollard isn't going to take a discount. Look at what this somebody, man just did to the Vikings. Look at what he just did. Somebody will bring him in as a starting running back one for their team. Whereas the Vikings, he's still having to compete with Zeke. Tony Pollard's gone. 
Yeah, no, no bro, but that's what I'm saying. Tony Pollard's Zeke gone. needs to be gone. You need to that, say, that ain't happening. Zeke, you've been Nobody's amazing. trading for we that love contract, you. and they can't cut him yet because they can't get out of that money. Wait, how much? How many more years do they have him for? I'm pretty sure he's got three more years, so he's got at least one more before they can even look at releasing him. Damn. Okay, well, my... my best best be to get rid of pollard then you know sell him while we can sell him everyone high. out there listening that uh runs a, a front office in the nfl don't pay running backs don't do it it's never a good idea oh yeah well but I mean, you're just paying. you're talking they, they about paying tony the, pollard the right now no i'm talking about they paying him enough years, like, like you know five million a year maybe hey tony pollard we're gonna give you seven million dollars and a super bowl next year how's that sound does that sound good? Okay, cool. But you're never going to get 10 because you're not Christian McCaffrey. And even if you were, you should never get 10 because you play running back. Do you I'm understand sorry. why they get paid more? Why who gets paid more? Running backs. Running backs don't get paid more. They get paid less than almost everybody else. Like linemen on the offense get paid more than running backs. The position is highly so, devalued. So you're saying highly. they should pay them more? No, they should pay no. them nothing. I think that they should just get one out of the draft every year and See, that's hope pathetic. that that. Come on, no, bro. that's the way of the future. Uh, have some decency. So two years ago, these quick men stat, the rock. Quick little stat for you: two years ago, not one team that made the playoffs had a running back that was top ten paid in the NFL. If you paid a running back top ten, you were guaranteed to not make the playoffs. That was like the Giants whenever they paid Saquon. Everybody, all of them that paid, they all didn't fucking make shit. So, like, that's the way of the future. Now, this year, that shit's not going to happen. Like, Derrick Henry, you know, uh, that was well, the whenever they didn't make it. But seriously. The thing with running backs, too, is the longevity of the position. You can't sign these running backs to four, five-year contracts for $100-plus million because just statistically, they're probably only going to be healthy for about two and a half of those seasons. Yep. And so you're paying a guy to ride your bench that you are understanding is going to ride your bench like, versus you take this mindset of having a stable of solid running backs that you're paying minimal money for and you're able to just cycle them through your offense, get a fresh guy in there every time. And when their contract's up, bring in a new guy to do it and keep the carousel going. Having a feature back is awesome, and it it's great to have that guy to lean on. But in today's NFL, we don't see feature backs winning football games for your teams anymore. Dalvin Cook isn't out here winning games for the Vikings single-handedly. Saquon not, Barkley isn't not out here winning games single-handedly. Uh... Eh, he's he's he the might. most of their offense. Christian McCaffrey was like the one, the one person I would say that over the past like two seasons was that player. Uh, that for his team, he was the only person. If he wasn't hurt, then they won the game because of him. Like that was the only reason that they could win the game. I think. All right, if you were the Steelers, I'm and just you saying, have Le'Veon we don't Bell, have any more Adrian Petersons in the league. The, if you're that, the, those days are done. If you're the Steelers. And you have Le'Veon Bell, young, and you have Antonio Brown, young. Who are you going to pay? Whenever it comes to it, who are you going to decide to shell out the money for? Le'Veon only wants twelve million a year, but he wants twelve million a year. Fucking Antonio wants thirty. 
But if you pay Antonio Brown, you have the best receiver in football for the next five or six years. Like, that's the decision that your team has to make. Tyreek Hill getting paid the money he's getting paid is not at all hurting the Dolphins today. Now, part of that's because two is not getting paid. As soon as he gets a contract, then Tyreek getting what he's getting, Waddle can no longer get paid, Gasicki can't get paid. There's a whole lot of things that have to be By the time their contracts are up, Tyreek's contract's going to be over, and he'll be 33, 34. Next year is the only year that we get where we don't have to pay Tua. Next year's Tua's last year of his rookie deal. Next year's year four, get, so we could take a fifth-year fifth, option. You get the fifth-year option. That's dumb. That's the you, don't, you, you don't take that. No, you fucking renegotiate okay. before the fifth-year option. That's what everyone's been doing. Pat Mahomes, uh, no, all I these guys. No, I understand that. I'm just saying, if you needed to, you can do the fifth-year option and then two years of franchise tag. So you have seven years of automatic control if nah, that's bro. how you need to you're, structure you're your You're fucking team. over your, like, yeah, you're, you're there's not no way do they that. He'll you. get re-signed next year. At the end of next year in that offseason, he'll get re-signed. I knew y'all fucks couldn't stop talking about the Dolphins. They didn't even play this weekend. They didn't even play. Which means and they didn't lose. Even... We're still hey, rolling, baby. Still number one in the AFC East, boy. You know who smothered? Who though is that Cowboys against them Vikings? That was a bloodbath. Have you seen Thor? Didn't we just where this? Didn't we just talk y- about this? Yeah, we no. Nah, we we talked about Zeke and Pollard, man. Did you see Thor whenever uh he got slammed by Hulk in the arena? That was what happened with the Vikings and the Cowboys. Kirk will be untouched by me unless he plays at one o'clock for the rest of time. Bro, he got sacked seven times. That man legitimately got the ball and had someone in his face at the same time, like 10 times. Like that that's not Kirk's fault. And like it's it's totally the offensive scheme's fault. Uh I think that O'Connell should have swayed away to like pitches and fucking rollouts and all kinds of things to try to run away from these blitzes and do whatever you can. But like they, they got outclassed because that defense is amazing. I don't think that you can line is for real. It's so scary, man. So like I have to pick these games every week and like the Vikings are playing um, the fucking uh, Pats this week. And I'm legitimate, like, oh, man, I think I should probably just pick the Patriots, right? But, like, the Vikings were fucking 8-1 before that game. Like, they'd only lost to the Eagles. And now the Cowboys, like, the Patriots aren't the fucking the same caliber as those teams. Why am I automatically thinking the Vikings are shit just because yeah, of how badly be. they got beaten? But, like, oh, that's what I, my... It, it's yeah, that, but did, that you watch the, did you watch the Pats-Jets game? Like, no, that was I didn't. Terrible. I didn't get to see they, that at all. The I saw Pats that it was finally scored a touchdown with the block punt. Come on now. Also, I don't know if you have the Patriots Vikings game or where. Yeah, we are previewing. That's in the, the Thursday. Yeah, we're previewing the gobble gobble matchup. So never mind. We'll get back to that later. Go on to the next one, Austin. Sorry, buddy. On to the next one. So the Cowboys picked up Marquez Callaway from the uh, the Browns instead of but- getting OBJ. But I don't think that hurts their chances. Honestly, yeah, no. you think they I mean, still... he's not coming back till December. Like late I December. saw a tweet that said Dak was fishing for OBJ still. 
Yeah, like if so, you can still get OBJ, you're still gonna get him. Like, no. it's, I don't think that affects that at all. You guys can have him. Dolphins need him. You know, <laughs> get that number fourteen off the field. We've got get two OBJ players. I'm the way better. But Sherfield, oh, no, bro. Sherfield blocks so good, dude. He's so good. He's such a yeah, but, big part of our offensive scheme. You have no idea. Like he's almost a bigger part than everyone else. Signing of the off season. Yep. Yo, how about these signings? Will Compton gets signed to the Falcons. So oh, whenever man. I read that name, I thought it sounded familiar. Is that the dude from Bustin' with the Boys? Yeah, Bustin' with the Boys. Nice. So he the went boys. from one bird team to the other bird team. Oh, wait, no, yeah. he was Titans before, right? Raiders. He played for the Titans and then... Uh, he played for the Raiders? Oh, Raiders, cool. yeah. Not this season, though, right? No. Is it he offensive line? No, he's linebacker, linebacker. bro. Yo, stop hating. Is he stop any Taylor? Good? Stop Taylor Lewan is also in busting with oh, the yeah. boys. Yeah, he's, he's the, the tackle for the Titans. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Shout That's out. Right. So Melvin Gordon was also released. Paul Russ is doing, huh? I was. And, I don't know. Was he jamming like future in the locker room or something? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> so that's the report. Is that uh, he was legitimately like playing a bunch of loud future and then russ demanded his release that evening i think it has a lot more to do with all the fucking fumbles he fumbled again at the goal line bro fifth of the season yeah the man should have like six touchdowns on the year can't be wearing them sleeves you know benjamin was also released from the arizona cardinals someone just jumped into your voice box does Um, melvin melvin wears the sleeves does he seriously? No, I don't think so. I I, I was just assuming because most running backs do. Yeah, you and love yelling big, at Zeke. That's for a that big. Shit. Yeah, bro. Like hate when he wears that shit. I I don't see any receivers doing it. It's just running backs. It's like why do they think they're so cool? Uh, some receivers do it. Like some, I've seen Jefferson true. doing it and stuff. Them boys know how to grip the ball tight though. Uh, yeah, we say you know Benjamin. Yeah, he's uh, being released by the Arizona. He got picked up by Houston. And uh, Daryl Henderson was released by the Rams, as well as linebacker Justin Hollins. The Daryl so. Henderson release shocked me when I saw yeah. that today. A little bit. So, so Cam Akers has been playing again. I heard something like that, that he like uh, he played this week, right? Man, I just dropped him in a bunch yeah, of leagues. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, the Rams pick up Melvin Gordon. Ooh, uh-huh. I like that. I like that. Because yeah, the, the Melvin one happened first, future. right? Melvin happened like yesterday or something. Yeah, no, Melvin, Melvin was yesterday. Today. Yeah, and Melvin will clear way. It was earlier so. today though, and then the Henderson was later today. So then you know. Yep. Maybe they do a little swaparoo, because they can't trade nowadays. You know. Exactly. Yeah, and Latavius Murray is like the only running back on their roster other than Mike Boone. On the Broncos, I swear they yeah. picked someone up, but. Oh uh, no no they got no, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, he's Chase Edmonds. Yeah, yeah but they no, got but, they got but they Chase got him. Edmonds. Oh yeah, yeah they got. Yeah, him. I knew it was somebody. All right, y'all, we're gonna go to a little ad break. All right, y'all, welcome back from our short little break. We're gonna go into our top six power rankings. We got three teams from each division to start it off. It's going to be the Chiefs at the top. Then we go with the Eagles. The Dolphins round out the third spot. 
Then we got the Bills, the Vikings, and then the Cowboys. How y'all feel about them rankings? I feel like now, if are, it was... Are these your rankings? Where do, no, where these, these are, yeah, where these are Bleacher I Report's have... rankings. They came uh, okay. out today. Okay. okay. The power now, rankings. Okay, so yeah. I agree with the Chiefs. I agree with the Eagles. I'm not being Homer. I agree with the Dolphins, and I would put the Dolphins over the Bills simply because the Dolphins have beat the Bills this season. And I think the Dolphins match up against the Bills well enough to potentially beat them in the second game. I don't think it has anything to do with the Heat. Like, we won that game based off of, like, talent, and we're only getting better every week. Like, I agree with everything from there. The one thing that I think that Justin was about to say that I agree with, Cowboys over the Vikings. They just beat the fucking shit out of them. How are you going to yeah, rank that them one and doesn't rank really them make at sense. six? It doesn't make any sense. But, I yeah. mean, I guess someone at Bleacher Report sucking the Vikings dick. I, I think it's that Cow- it's that losing a game like that and then going back and playing them like that little. Yeah, I effect. think it's the Cowboys losing to the Packers the week before is what's holding yeah. them back there. Exactly. I mean, that, that was coaching. a big time loss. And it's not like they barely beat the Vikings. They beat them by 37. Like, I'm sorry, dude. That's. I had nah. the Vikings in a teaser plus 15.5, and oh, I thought I was man. golden. There's My always God, that one, I isn't there? I'll There's never, always that one fucking never team, Never touch isn't Kirk there? again. Tur- As I was Kirk watching Cousins that game. Is playing, Kirk Cousins is playing at 8.20 p.m. on Thursday night football at home tonight. He is minus 2.5. Hey, t- we're going to get into that curse. in a little bit, like I said, but no. No, he's not. Maybe. Primetime Kirk Cousins versus Bill Belichick. He ain't ever going to break that curse. Unless he carries a fucking llama up the mountain for Mother Mary. Hey, that's on Whatever his, her name was from Holes. A llama? The, the fucking the sheep, bro. From Holes. You got to carry it up the mountain or else you get bad juju. You get, you know? Yeah, uh, Stanley. Yeah, Yomax. I thought you said llama too. I thought you were getting I holes did, in man. Emperor's did, New Groove. Yeah, bro. I thought. I oh, thought was, that's a wow. Maybe yeah, subconsciously, I did. Maybe that was a good callback as well. So let's get into the angels. Angels in the end zone. My first angel or my angel of this week was Brett Money Mayher of the Dallas Cowboys, the kicker kicker of the Cowboys you know he put up the second most points ever in fantasy as a kicker really he it was tied that... with Jake Feely who only had it a half a yard more because he had a rushing five rushing yards and that's how he got the half a point because you can't get half a point otherwise and that was without them even giving him credit for that other 60 yard field goal that he completely crushed like great point Back-to-back 60-yard field goals that this man... How can you fucking call a... Like, they are kicking the ball. And you're going to say that you're reviewing the last play? Like, (laughs) that was the most fucked up shit I've ever seen. It was challenged, wasn't it? No. They... The booth reviewed it. Like, they reviewed it from New York. They were like... it's the same thing as calling a timeout and icing the kicker. It's just well, the no. boot did it to you. <laughs> That's and the best part catch. is that after he kicks it and makes it, then O'Connell fucking iced him so that he had to still sit there and wait to then go and kick it and make it again. And he didn't just make it, bro. This man drilled it. 
down the fucking center. I mean, they're in a stadium. I get it, but like that shit was hey, beautiful. I think that's our first kicker angel for the for the season so far. Hey, for real, little applaud for the brand. That, shout Mr. out, Mr. Money Maher. That ball was flying, baby. Flying. I high. think that anybody that knows me already knows exactly who my angel is. This man single-handedly won a football game for him against one of the best defenses in football. He scored a walk-off touchdown in overtime, had two touchdowns on the day with 148 yards. Obviously, Devontae Adams is the angel in the end zone. He Give it up for DEA. I, I honestly, like, I was looking to fade him in a lot of stuff just because Patrick Sertan has been shutting people down. Big facts. He has so many more targets than the next closest person, which is Tyreek Hill. Like, he has less receptions. Tyreek Hill has the most receptions in the league. But he has, like, 20 targets more. He's only caught, like, 50% of the balls that have even been thrown to him. That's how much that offense is just funneling the ball his way. That's not stopping. He's getting paid only less money than Tyreek Hill at the receiver position. This guy is going to keep getting fed. He's got the most touchdowns as a wide receiver, only one behind Kelsey for all receiving touchdowns. Like, he's the best receiver in football still. Okay, I like that. I like that. Now, mine is Jamal Williams. Now, granted, yes, the man went off for three touchdowns, and that's the highlight of the week because, I mean, hell, that's, fantasy gold right there my main thing is the man broke up into leading the league in touchdowns jamal williams has more touchdowns than anybody in the league right now he is yep. absolutely running back one status in fantasy and let me put it to you this way any games that he scored a touchdown other than one he has scored multiple so for that being the case, if you are into live betting and you see Jamal Williams score a touchdown, go ahead and throw a little cheddar on Jamal Williams to score another touchdown because the odds are there. It's not every game that he does it. You're looking at about every other game where he just scored a touchdown. I don't know about Thursday, just because, you know, like I said, going off repetition. But if he scores one, I'd bet him to score another. The man's going off. He's getting running back one carries with DeAndre Swift coming back from injury. I have no idea what's going on with the role there because DeAndre Swift was a high-value fantasy pick for a lot of guys at the start of the year. But Jamal Williams is just absolutely taking any value away from him in the rushing game, and it's almost becoming to where DeAndre Swift is only PPR relevant. A quick point to your Jamal Williams bet. The other one I'm seeing is with Brandon Ayuk, man. He's been crushing that end zone little slant route. I haven't seen him get in it so much. But yeah, Jamal's I, been crushing the end zone. I am a DeAndre Swift investor. So I also picked up Jamal Williams, obviously, because he's DeAndre Swift's going to get hurt, so you have to have the handcuff. At this point, with how many carries and targets they're giving Swift, you need to sit him for Jamal until he gets like double digit targets and carries combined because he's not, he had like nine total targets and carries last week. And like that shit's not getting it done. He scored a fucking touchdown, but like if he didn't score that touchdown, then he's absolutely worthless. And if you just started Jamal instead, 
then you'd be sitting pretty most weeks this season. One of my biggest mistakes has been sitting Jamal and starting DeAndre Swift. So it's not something that I'm going to do. Jamal has more yards this season already through six games. Or I'm sorry, through, through 10 games. games. 10. Then he's had in any season his whole career. They're feeding him, dude. He's got a lot of carries. Before this season, his highest rushing touchdown total was four. Yeah. And his first year, his rookie year with Green Bay, four. Now, some would say he's arguably behind the best offensive line in football. Like, it's pretty hard to argue against that. So, I mean, there's a lot saying that whenever you get within five yards, you give it to this fucking guy behind that line. How can they not score? So, like, that's kind of what's been happening, and I think that that's a good thing to bet on at this point. Yep. You know who, you know who won't be scoring this week is these boys right here on this injury list. Maybe not Justin Jefferson, but he's got some turf toe. So, watch out for that. Be weary. So, Colby, break us down with the little injury report. All right, uh, we got some pretty major injuries this week. It actually kind of fucking sucks. Uh, apparently, Justin Jefferson has had turf toe since last week. So this is a lingering injury. That's part of why he looked as bad as he did. He honestly didn't look bad if you watched him play. Um, just Kirk couldn't get the ball out before he had someone in his face. Uh, Fields has got a shoulder injury. We need to keep an eye on it. He's probably not going to miss time, but uh, it, we need to see a little bit more. It depends on if he practices Thursday or Friday. I think he might miss, based off of the way they're talking. I mean, they're not talking like shoulder surgery separated. or anything like that. It's, it sounds like it's separated, though. So, like, I think yeah, he I mean, sits for. He, he's, I wouldn't be shocked to see him sit for a game. He okay. could be just out there running the ball, but like, still, he can't be running with. That's you know, the thing. Putting yeah, his shoulder down into his, people. The way he plays, his game style. I mean, you take he's a running one more back. hit, you're looking at your season being gone, and you know surgeries. Yeah. You don't want to affect next And season. you're also seeing so, what you have with him. Like, you just have seen in the past three or four weeks, like, this domination he's shown. For those of us that have foresight, we uh, started Samaj P. Ryan last week because we knew that Joe Mixon was going to get a concussion. Uh, but for everyone else, I guess we just go ahead and try to pick him up off the waiver wire. Uh, Matthew Stafford also got a concussion in that game. So that sucks. They're going to be on concussion protocol, so we really won't know much. Uh, I have seen players miss the next week, but it's not been every week. Ever since Tua's concussion, things have been real wacky. It's really hard to kind of nail down what's going to happen uh, to these players. There's been two major season-long-ending injuries. Kyle Pitts and Wandale Robinson both have ACL and MCL injury. There's a little like bit of a, a star in the lining, maybe, you know, at least now you don't have to decide if you're going to sit pits or if you're going to start someone else. You can just go ahead and start someone else. You don't have to give a fuck about that third pick that you spent and wasted. Exactly. <coughs> it looks like he might be back like the last week for your championship game. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not even going to play him then, especially not same then. Thing, I same, see. same thing with like Cooper Cub. Yeah, Wandale's out for nine weeks, nine yeah, months at pits, minimum. He, pits he's is fucked. out. Pitts is out for the season, I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys said that about, uh, you know, Eli Mitchell, and that's all. Yeah, you but at this point in back. the year, if you're hitting IR, and especially on a non-playoff team, you're not coming that's back. That's true. Well, are they non-playoff? Or do we? Yeah, yeah. 
the, I mean, the I think the they're technically like either they tied or they're French. In the they're French. Division. I mean, maybe. but we just know they've been covering a lot of yeah. games. Last two are we got Jalen Warren with that hamstring injury, like we mentioned earlier. That sucks because he's kind of who we've been looking at to take over that backfield if Najee went down. And Which then is kind of crazy. Like, who saw yeah. that coming? Yeah. Who saw Jalen Warren just coming and taking this highly scouted draft pick out of Alabama? Like, when I know he's a little old, but damn. Najee's done? Like, I mean, we were just saying, like, the start He had that foot injury like, week back. one. Like, he yeah. had a really but big injury Warren really is, early. Warren and was taking this backfield. Like, hamstring injuries are bad for receivers. Foot injury is, like, the worst thing for a running back. Like, you can't plant. You can't cut. Like, you can't hurdle people. That's all he likes to do. So He hasn't just gotta... made his, like, you know how Zeke and, like, uh, Saquon have made that, like, model of, like, who, what the type of running back and caliber they, they mold themselves as? Like, they have a T-shirt with themselves as, you know, Say, uh, Najee has that, but he just hasn't like. I felt like built that. Well, yet. this was supposed to be the year that he hasn't been in the league enough. Yeah, exactly. and he got hurt. Like once you're hurt at the beginning of the year, I mean, week one foot injury that was the worst thing that could have happened to his whole season. Well, yeah. I mean, he could have tore He's one of those. Fuck. He's one of them backs that likes to hurdle people, so he's exciting to watch. But last one, Mike Williams with an ankle injury is probably going to miss at least a week or two. Uh, Josh Palmer needs to be starting in your lineup every week. That's it for the Is injury there... report. Justin snagged him back in the sleeper league. I saw that. You got him for the rest of the year now. You want to break down our Thursday night gobble gobble matchups for us? Oh, gobble, turkey, turkey, turkey. All right. So your Thanksgiving lineup games start out with the Buffalo Bills. I guess going back to Detroit. Report Ooh. said they went back home to Buffalo, spend some time with their families for a couple of days, and they're coming back. So going back, back to going Detroit, back to Detroit, Detroit, taking on the Lions. Bills are minus nine point five on the spread right now. Over under sitting at fifty four point five. I smash that over because both of these offense just put up points. Now we have call. seen the yeah, Lions going. offense put up a couple duds this year, and but the Bills, you know, short week after having to go through all the stuff they went through last week of traveling to Detroit to play the Browns. Going back home, coming back to all of that. I mean, I, I honestly kind of like the Browns plus 9.5 on the spread as well, if I'm being real. Like, I mean, maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Not too confident in the the Lions winning outright, but it is Thanksgiving. Who's, which which team you taking? To cover the these, spread? Yeah, which team? Are these games going on our records for the week? No, no, they're not. It? Okay. We'll do oh, a little separate okay. record for them. Little, well, little because, gobble, it's, gobble because it's nine point five, I would take the water bills. Bet. Because okay. it's yeah, nine point five. You just said you said Browns, but yeah, you good. So you're taking the Bills. All right. I like that. Okay, and then I don't next, mind it. Next, we got your second game. You know, after you've eaten a little bit, taken a nap, you're waking up about the first quarter of the next game starting. You've got the New York Giants going into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is also a minus 9.5 favorite after just coming off of that thrashing of Minnesota that we were talking about there. Over-under sitting at 45.5. Not so big on that over-under there for me in that game. 
Cowboys also minus 9.5. I know they just demolished, but a home game, short week, divisional game, Thanksgiving Giants are a matchup. big defense too, man. Like they're like they're it's gonna be a really defensive game, I think. I think I they, like the Giants plus nine point five in that game, if I'm being real. Like to cover, I think, I think that seen... the Cowboys definitely win. I don't think they've lost a game more than not like five points, honestly. The you mean the yeah. Giants? The Giants, yeah. Yeah, they run the ball, they keep the game close, they control the now clock. They're, I, mean, I mean they're dealing with injury, you know, slight injury with Wandale. I don't know. I, I can't, as a homer, you know, Cowboy fan, and seeing what they just did to the Vikings, you know, seeing them beat them by, like, 35 or whatever, like, I mean, that's money in the bank if we just take the Cowboys spread right now. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, like easy, I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too confident in them. Yeah, I mean, hey, everyone's got their, their flavor. And then, like I said, wrapping up your gobble-gobble matchups for the night. You got prime time Kirk Cousins at home as a minus 2.5 favorite versus the New England Patriots. Over 42.5 on that over under. That one also makes me nervous either way. I don't know how to pick this game either way because if Justin Jefferson's not playing on a short week with that turf toe, you've got Kirk Cousins in prime time. You've got Bill Belichick ready to go just played a game that probably pissed him off all week because they only put up a field goal the entire game. Except for that last touchdown. Uh, give me Patriots plus 2.5. That's bold. It is bold, but like it's also like the real smart decision based off how Kirk looks in prime. It's so fucking hard. Like I have... I- the Patriots have a solid defense this year. Sides. I'm split. I'm torn. Like, I'm going to take the Vikings. That's my gut feeling. But, like, I want to take the Patriots. Do you guys think that there's any chance that this game can keep you awake all the way through to the fourth quarter while you're fighting off the turkey to- comatose? I think yeah, I'm asleep could... by halftime. Well, dude. Like, this one could be. I think, no that's, the game. I think that's the game this where I start blowout. to be like, all right, guys, I think we're going to head out and. We're going to make the drive back home. I got to go let the dogs out. Love y'all. That's the game. I'll check it on my phone while we're driving. There's no way. Dude, the turkey's going to kick my ass. Vikings, like, Kirk is not going to keep me up. And Mac Jones is because of how bad Kirk just got hurt or, like, you know, beaten up in this game, like, he could have that bounce back game in this prime time. It's just a story. That man could be sore, dude. For some fucking trying to stretch. Like, ugh. Literally. All right, let's get into our PFP picks of the week. These are the toughest matches to bet on. These are not easy matchups, all right? So bet on these. What's the record? Assault. So our record last week. I, I feel was... like we did solid last week. Do you? Do you feel like we did solid? <laughs> you feel that way? Is I that do. how you feel? So I was four and one. You, Justin, were two and three. Fuck. And Colby was two and three. And Sut, <laughs> our dear I did friend, so good. was three and two for his first well, week. We took positive. the Vikings so like to for see one. That. So that was one of them. No, no, no. Four and one, Austin. I'm telling Didn't you, you got to round Oh, yeah, yeah you guys. You guys. Picks, sorry, yeah, we sorry, took the Vikings. You guys did. Yeah. You guys, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Austin, you got to round Robin these spread picks, bro. Oh, I know, right? I'm crushing If them. you're going oh. four and one... You round robin that bitch by threes, you're winning cash. 
I feel you. I feel you. So on the year, I am now 14, 5, and 1. Jesus. Justin, you are 8, 11, and 1. And Colby, you are 9, 10, and 1. Also, right, you'd be boys. winning some serious money if you played all your spreads just, just straight up. Just straight up spreads. I know. I'm realizing yeah, that. Stay away from the fucking parlays, dude. Hey, we're realizing that. But the parlays are where the juicy money's at. So. <laughs> hey, I hit a juicy parlay last week. Tennessee, Detroit hey. to plus three. And uh, uh, Commanders to cover. I mean, they fucking covered easy. It was a nice little five to win 70. We'll, we'll take it. What do we got this week, Austin? We got the Baltimore Ravens going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville's coming off a bye. They're underdogs by plus four. I see a lot of running going down in this game. Some great defenses on both sides. Solid, solid quarterback trees. I'm going to have to lean with the home team Jacksonville Jaguars in the spread, though. It's really tough. I just don't see any weapons going on for the for the, for the Ravens. Are they, They're not getting um, Mark back. Isaiah hasn't really looked great. And Rashad Bateman, is he on IR still? Yeah, he's done for the season. He's been done. Season-ending IR? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to go with the Jaguars, too, because the Ravens have – that offense has looked like absolute dog shit the last few weeks. Lamar is carrying that team on his back right now, and it's just not working. Maybe it's the best thing for Lamar that the Ravens don't pay him because then he can just go to play for the Patriots and ruin my life. You know no, he don't hasn't, say that. You know he hasn't uh, finished as a top 10 fantasy quarterback since week three. Lamar, wow. yeah. Since the Dolphins, For, that was the Dolphins. Oh no, no, that was week yeah. two. Week no, three was, was uh, the. That was week three. That was week I three. We, I thought we played the Bills week three because we were three we and played 0. the Bills week two. Week two. Oh, true, true, true. No, Fins up. Okay. Come on now. Uh, all right, so me, I think that you guys convinced me. I mean, I kind of wanted to go Baltimore at first, but you're you're right. Like it just doesn't make any sense at this point. Um. Jacksonville is going to be given the points, and they honestly could win this game if they put up like twenty five. So the reason I'm going Jacksonville is because they're plus four. So even if they lose by a field goal at the end of the game, they still cover that. Exactly. To me, it's based off and of how they looked all around. That final score from the Panthers game with the Ravens last week is very misleading on how that game actually went for the first oh, three and a half Lord. quarters. Oh my That word. game was ugly. That game was six to six for the longest time. Was it was it three to three. It was I about three, to say three to three, to three. For th- three or four quarters. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. Three quarters. So fucking stupid. All right. So we are all on Jacksonville. All on Jacksonville. Yeah. Duval. So our next matchup is going to be Atlanta Falcons taking on the Washington football team. The They're the commanders favored. now. You can call them the commies. Yeah, yeah. The commies. We are the commanders. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 I bum. love how they moved from something that like people didn't like because it was bad against Native Americans. Like it was, you know, a negative term. And now they're the commies. Yeah, now we because that's slipped the script. There's nothing wrong just with that, right? <laughs> totally flipped that shit. All right. So what yeah, are you taking, Austin? Commanders are favored by four. Ooh. Heineke's still at quarterback. Yeah, name the dog. starter. 
like named the starter. Riding with my dog. I like that. The they, they got a great run, I agree. run game. These both these teams have good run game and then a little sneaky pass game going. It's, the Falcons aren't showing me anything on offense with Mariota. Their pass back game there, hasn't been then, sneaky enough. Like Mariota can't all. make shit happen whenever it has to happen. I hate that as a quarterback. That's one thing Heineke has done. Commanders at home. Chase Young's back, fully healthy, ready to go. Is he now? Oh, pretty fuck sure yes. he's coming back this game. He was yeah, supposed to be so, back last week, but he didn't. So yeah, it's this week. Hopefully. So yeah, you get Chase Young back for that. Give me the Commanders minus four. So we're all on the Commanders again. Yep. Let's ride. Our next matchup is going to be the Tom Brady Buccaneers at the Browns. The Tom Brady Browns. Buccaneers, huh? They just changed oh, the... Oh, Tampa Bay. My bad. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they just changed wow. the... Yeah, there That's was spaces all over everything. They changed the city, dude. Changed Tom Bay. just all over everything, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the Browns are plus 3.5. Based off of how Jacoby Brisket was looking last week, man, I mean, if he's going to be that electric and on fire without Nick Chubb even pounding the rock, like, I mean, I know that the Bucks can't do stop the run game. So unless Jacoby gets that, you know, Amari Cooper going and DPJ, you know, it could be wraps. But I think the Bucks have been sneaking dubs out and they could sneak another one here. Winning by 3.5, I think ah, this is a tough one. I'm going to let you guys go first. That half a point makes it, it sketchy, but it does. I'm, go- I'm going with the Bucks. They I get agree. that the mini bye week after or the bye week coming off of the London game. So they've had plenty of time to prepare for it. The Browns are coming off that hectic game having to go, you know, not necessarily for, for them because they just had to go to Detroit. So it's honestly a shorter trip for them. But motions running high. Jacoby's last game, like you said, the Bucks are really good at stopping the run. So if it comes down to Jacoby's arm, I just don't see it getting done. I think that it's it's the Dolphins game that where we dismantled that defense that they just got to watch that tape for 10 days. How is it that Tua was able to get his guys open? Where were all their open holes and seams and what were they not able to just stop at all? So I think that Tampa is going to easily be able to pull that off with their receivers. I mean, they've got Godwin. They've got, uh, what is it, Scotty? What's his name? And Pippen. uh, Scotty Miller, Jones, Scotty Miller, Julio Jones. I mean, they've got some good guys over there. Did you just list Scotty Miller as a weapon for Tom Brady? I mean, he's there. Is that is that your way of giving Mike Evans so much shade that you will list Scotty or Scotty Miller before? Oh, that's right. That's right. Mike Evans is there too. You're that you're hate. You're just hateful. All right. So I'm on Tampa. Who you guys? Who'd you guys say you're rolling with? I'm gonna take Tom Tom Brady. Um, I mean Tampa. Colby. I'll take Tampa. I'm taking Tampa as well. So we're all in agreement so far. Yes, sir. Let's ride, boys. Oh, that fucked it up. Oh shit. All right. So we got Austin. The Bengals facing the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are home. They're dogs by plus one point five. I think it might be. I think that's two point five. I showed 2.5 right now. Yeah, it's 2.5. 2.5 as of recording. It. I think that's so, an easy one. That's easy really? Tennessee. Let's hear it. I mean, bro, easy Tennessee. Easy like, Tennessee's Tennessee. probably going to win that especially fucking game. With, especially Cincinnati's, with Cincinnati's not a good football team, man. 
I'm surprised it moved up a point with Mixon being out. Yeah. Is Jamar Chase actually he's due nah, to be he, back he this got, week? Nah, he's not coming back. It's, he just got off a fucking crutches. That, that line is moving because the public is betting Cincinnati. So Cincinnati is getting a larger spread. That's why that line is moving. I'm with Colby. I'm taking Tennessee in this matchup. This is a rematch of last year with the playoff game in the Hell rain. Yeah. Tannehill threw three picks that basically handed them the victory. I'm rolling with Tennessee as well. Give me the Tennessee. Pl- the, no, home dog, the home dog. The home dog. People King love to give shade to Vrabel. Like, nobody wants to give this man respect. Like, he's honestly a top five coach every fucking year. I don't want to have to play a game against Tennessee because I don't want to have to play a game against someone he coaches. Like, this guy is legit. So that's so why. It's not their players. It's their coach. So y'all boys are taking a money line because, I mean, this is a 2.5 spread. It could move. The other I mean, way. I would money take lines money. Plus I think Tennessee wins. Money yeah. lines plus 110, so it's not that much difference in a payout for me, so I would rather just take the points. Yeah, it's smarter. Yeah, that. All right, we'll move on to the next one. We're on consensus there. Here we go. We got the Steelers taking on the Colts. The Colts are home, and they are favored by minus 2.5. They've taken out some big top-tier teams, and uh, they didn't take out the Eagles, but they got damn close. You think we get Uh, Jeff Monday this week? Shit, we had Jeff Saturday. We got Jeff Sunday. Now we're going to get Jeff Monday. I can't wait for Jeff Thursday. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a damn week full of this man. I I'm gonna take the Colts there. They're looking hot. I can't I'm gonna ride with them until that train falls off. Uh I gotta roll with you. I'm going with the Colts minus two point five at home as well. They've been looking solid the way they played the Eagles last week. The way that running game has looked like it's had a bit of a resurgence with Jeff Saturday. You know, former offensive lineman, former all pro offensive lineman, you know motivating that offensive line to get the job done. I got to roll with you. I think it's going to be the Colts in this one. It's JT's crazy. We're all going to pick the same things for all five. Oh, we, we just did it. I, for the Steelers defense, they, they almost make me take the Steelers, giving them some points. It's PJ just like, Watt being back. It, it's Do we know enough? Minka, is not, is Minka going to be out? Honestly, I'll say this. Without Jeff Saturday, if this was a Frank Reich coach team i'd probably take the steelers here but with yeah, like you knowing that they're gonna Sam run Ellinger. well just knowing that they're gonna run the ball consistently well even against a tough defense like and that as good as the steelers looked last week it was against a divisional matchup i think that kenny pickett is still a fucking rookie and he's still gonna make rookie mistakes and and that type of shit's gonna happen so colts is the easier bet look at that over under of 39.5 that's a low total but a primetime matchup at home for the colts want to control the rock want to establish the ground game and get out of there with a victory i'd look at hammering that under that's a good not a bad so taking the colts yeah, minus 2.5 with the under right there it's probably a little little both sneaky. have good defenses yeah Hey, that's a nice haven't little, been putting up too many That's points. a nice little plus 241 parlay. Hey, yo. That's some good moolah right there to end out the night. All right, y'all. We hope y'all enjoyed the show. You can catch us on that Twitter sphere. Catch me at Austin underscore PFP. 
Kobe is at coach underscore PFP and Justin is at PFP underscore Justin. Toodaloo, baby booze.